Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. Hey, everybody. It's the Title IX Podcast and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I am Steph Copley here with Elisa Woods. Hey, girl. Hey. What up? How are you? Are you in the holiday mood? I am in the holiday spirit. I had a little uh, coming out of your face right now. I actually I had a peace tree root beer with a little like salted caramel something extra in there. So that sounds delicious. I'm feeling all sugared up. (laughs) Perfect. Just as Santa would want you to. (laughs) Well, as we start out every episode, let's give a shout out to our friends at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. Can you give them a hootie hoo? I think that you just did it quite well. I'm but... sorry. I want you to do it. Please but I like your, okay. Who do you? Thank you. But I, I did uh... like yours. Thank you. I felt like there was a lot of good energy in mine. There was. <laughs> so if you're not following them on social media, they do a great job highlighting current and former students. Um, and I'm not an, I'm not, I'm not even an Ivy kid. I'm a Greenlee journalism school kid, but uh, they do a really nice job. And one of them caught my eye this week there. They highlight, um, Every week they have an alumna of the week. And this one, it was a 1991 graduate. Her name is Eileen Gannon. And Elisa, this made me think of you because she has 600 culinary awards in baking. And now she, I know now she's launching her own specialty food company. And it just uh, made me think of you. And so I'm going to start out the podcast by giving some kudos to you. uh, Because if you don't know already, if you're listening to this and don't know, Elisa started her own bakery this well, when did you technically start it? Was it 2020? Um, or the end of 2019? It was 2020. Yeah, it was 2020. Okay. All right. So she yeah. started the her own bakery in 2020. Um, and she's done very well. And I just want to tell you, I'm really proud of what you've accomplished this year. It was another challenging year. And I feel like you've just absolutely killed it. And specifically over Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, it's just been so much fun to watch what you've created. So anyway, Thank that's you. how I wanted to start tonight. Well, thank you very much. And if you guys aren't following, her bakery is Sift and Sprinkle on Instagram. Check it out. There's your free plug. I'm so close. I feel like I'm so close to 3,000. And my husband promised to take me on a date for 3,000 followers. followers. So, yeah. How close are you? I need like 120. So, I guess that's not that close. Well, it's pretty close. If you're not following Sift and Sprinkle on Instagram, do it so Elisa can go on a date. Yeah, your girl needs a date. We'll also shout out our friends at Mississippi River Distilling Company for uh, sponsoring the entire podcast network. And we're going to do our goals, our our, um, New Year's resolutions for 2022 next episode. But one of our goals is getting over there to Mississippi River Distilling Company for a day trip in 2022. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. All right. So for this episode, we have a special treat for you guys at the end, but I feel like the best way to frame it is, you know, in all of this hustle and bustle of the holiday season, I feel like it's important to pause for a second and just look at what we have to be thankful for as Cyclone fans. And holy cow, should we just start with men's basketball? Yeah. We are 11 and oh, and number nine in the nation. Who the thunk? Except for maybe us. <laughs> you know, in, um, I know you don't watch movies, but The Sandlot, you know how he goes forever. <laughs> yeah. I keep thinking 11 every time I think about our record. What are you going to do when it's 12? 
too well. well. <laughs> it doesn't quite work. That's why I'm so excited about okay, it. Okay. Well, I but hope I, that we pass I, 11. I do too. Oh my God, I do too. But I was, you know, as I was preparing for tonight, I think the most amazing part of being 11 and no is not that we're undefeated and not even that we're number nine in the nation. It's that the intensity with which these guys has played has not dropped off at all. There was maybe one half in uh, one of the bye games last weekend, but besides that, they have played with that high intensity every single minute of every single game, which is unbelievable to me considering how hard they go. Yeah, for sure. That's not an easy defense to play. No. They're playing it. They're playing it with exuberance. Yes, that's a great way to put it. They're that's playing with an exuberance that I haven't seen since the mid 2000s yeah yeah and even you know <laughs> out of think- myself i mean <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done anything with that kind of exuberance since the mid 2000s <laughs> no one has <laughs> no one above the age of 30 has that's yeah. for sure <laughs> but i do want to give you props because i think this is kind of in vogue now but before anyone else said it you were the one saying we needed to start to buy into this team and stop waiting for them to drop off yeah expecting them to slip up and now that's kind of, i think everybody's kind of bought into that i love it yeah so you I love you to were first on the way. scene is this is this episode just gonna be like the elisa episode because i'll take it i'll take it i'll take it after the night that i had last night there you go yeah wait what was your night last night do i know oh didn't you see the picture of my daughter oh yes yes she came downstairs to tell me that she couldn't sleep without um nighttime music she has never in her life listened to nighttime music and she came into the light and i said rosa and I snapped a picture of her real quick of her face absolutely covered in orange marker her entire face her neck her chest her arms all covered in orange marker she had black marker on her lips and her eyelids and she was like she was beside herself that I had noticed she thought that she did a full beat on her face like she she thought I don't know if she thought that it was like a subtle look or what it was. She filled in her eyebrows. Girl watching me put my it. makeup on. She went for it. So Elisa is not exaggerating when she says she covered her whole face. Literally exactly. that entire girl's face was covered in marker. Yeah. It was a sight to behold. So um, I started laughing and she didn't like that. Anyone who has kids knows about the laughing at your children when they do something they don't like that um and then I brought her upstairs to wash her face off I sent a quick picture to Arnold who was in the basement um he sent me a WTF (laughs) question mark exclamation mark came running upstairs came into the bathroom and I just could not stop laughing and he was just like Rosa, why? Like, why did you? Do? And I was just, I was laughing so hard that I couldn't breathe. And I was like, you gotta leave. You gotta leave. So he left, he like, as soon as he left the bathroom, I was fine. And I could commence like makeup. The removal. parenting. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that was your night. I forgot she, about that. She didn't really get in trouble. Cause honestly, like, eh. You know what I mean? And there are worse things. She didn't, yeah. like she did something wrong necessarily. Right. She just, she, she just kind of like stayed up late, but, right. um, 
she didn't hurt anybody and it was a good laugh but not that I want her to do it again you know I made it clear that like you should be embarrassed by this but it was pretty hilarious no she didn't destroy anything so you got that for you right yeah yeah well no this I didn't intend necessarily for this to be the commend Elisa episode but I'll for that purpose I'll do it let's switch it to the commend the basketball teams okay also can we commend the fans at Hilton Coliseum yeah so at the at the Iowa game okay this is kind of cheesy but my dad a long time ago when I was in high school um our basketball team made it to the state tournament and he said something to me and you know I'm a small town Carol kid and he said when you get there during warmups, just kind of look around in the arena and look at all of the people who came to be there to support you. And I did that. And I try to do that fairly often in my life now, because I thought it was really good advice. So at the Iowa game, I looked up in Hilton and every single seat up to the top row was full. And obviously wow. I knew it was going to be a sellout. Yeah. Announced that, but I just haven't seen Hilton like that in so long. And it honestly kind of gave me like a choked up moment because it was just neat to see how quickly it had turned around because I was nervous. It was going to take a long time to rebuild. And I, I mean, we've talked about this a ton on the pod, but people appreciate the hustle. And if you can show this um, fan base that you're playing hard and you care, that's really all, that's really all we need. And so it was really cool to see that. And so shout out to everybody who uh, has come out for the the men's games thus far. It's been, I think that's going to be kind of a factor in our favor this year. And the louder it can get and the the more momentum we get from it, even better. Definitely. And I think like defense feeds off of like energy, the, the crowd, the energy, yes. like, and it frustrates opponents because they can't hear the play calling. They can't, you know, hear somebody coming up, you know, behind them. They like, they just, they don't have their bearings in a, in a building that doesn't belong to them. So yeah, the perfect example us. of that was Fran called a couple of timeouts and the, the players didn't know like this play had stopped because he called the timeouts and they passed the ball in bounds because they couldn't hear the whistles. And oh. so that's how, that is how loud it was. Um, so I, you're absolutely right. I think, you know, I think it's actually going to be a substantive factor in a lot of these games this year. So at least cool. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. And the, the game, so we're recording Monday night, the game Tuesday night was in jeopardy for a little bit because of potential COVID issues, but it looks like now it's on. Awesome. So that's the Chicago state Tuesday night. And then after that, there's a break for the men until conference play begins uh, with Baylor on January one. And assuming all goes well tomorrow night, we can head into that game 12 and zero. and I just can't believe that's a sentence that we're actually saying right now. I mean, but I'm happy about it. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't get ahead of yourself. So, not ahead have... of myself. I yeah. said, assuming all goes okay. as planned. Okay. Yes. We still have two halves to play. That's right. But yeah, that's if right. this team shows up, then and so far they have, and yeah. even if it's ugly, ugly wins count as wins. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. I love it. I love the yeah. optimism. Well, it's just, I think they've given us a reason to be optimistic. I mean, I think this is a team we can trust because of the defense, you know, they're not, they're clearly not going to be some offensive powerhouse like the women, which we'll talk about in a second, but yeah. if the defense shows up, then, uh, then the offense seems to follow. So why aren't we expecting to get kicked in the ovaries? Like what's going on with us? I don't know. That's a good question. Do you think it's because our expectations were so low that anything at this point is cake? Maybe, or have they already exceeded 
like i don't know have they already done enough that we're like well, you could lose every game for the rest of the time and it would be i don't well, feel I, like that's true or the, or is this like carryover from the football team that could be that could be i also think um i think it was bloom who said it, it might have been jared i'm not sure which one of them but one of them said you know essentially with the exception of tomorrow of tuesday night which you're right we have two halves love to play but assuming that goes as planned assuming we win that game we've essentially eliminated almost every bad loss from our schedule yeah and so at this point you're gonna play the big 12 is tough this yes. year so you know you're gonna lose a lot of games we're not going undefeated we're yeah. just not <laughs> um we're gonna lose games and i think maybe it's one of those things where whatever happens at this point they've kind of proven themselves to be what they are and yeah. adjusting in it i don't know but you're right that is a departure from what it's like to be an iowa state fan i know i just don't i don't know how to feel because i do <laughs> like i do feel optimistic and i'm like wait too. like why am and i not expecting this and i think also too it's like we're not winning on like luck and we're not winning on like a great three-pointing three-point shooting it's not I like think that's it I it's think not like on it. somebody is you know can't miss from three and it's like oh wow i wasn't expecting that you know what i mean the defense shows up regardless of it's a, whether it's Hilton yes. or some and that's that doesn't necessarily translate to shooting or offense yeah i think i think that's probably the key i think that's it i think yes. we just discovered it we figured oh it gosh. out we did we it just had to talk it through hang it up guys we've done it <laughs> you're welcome and speaking of uh offensively minded teams i think we can talk about the women's basketball team with a hundred and hundred and some Holy smokes. Do they so, still get um, like potato allays if they get to hundred <laughs> points or something? <laughs> we should, we should. So Sunday, they played potato you, you, I know, we know, we know at least uh, on Sunday, the women's basketball team scored 108 points with 19 three pointers. And I think the crazier stat is they, Iowa state scored 65 points and had 14 three pointers in the first half. That's insane. It was just an offensive onslaught. And, you know, I think normally blowouts are boring, but because they were so efficient offensively, it was so much fun to watch. It was like scoring every possession. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was, it was wild. And Corey has asked several times this season, if we're going to score a hundred. And after yeah. the first half yesterday, I was like, listen, kid, if we don't score a hundred in this one, we're probably never going to do it. And it was <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think the 100 points was necessarily in yeah. jeopardy, but the record for three pointers was, which was 19. They tied it. Yeah. Um, and they had a couple opportunities to, to beat it the last like two minutes, but didn't, but still just mm -hmm. an incredible offensive performance by the women yesterday. Yeah. You know, it wasn't incredible though. They like didn't hit very many free throws. Their free throw percentage was like abysmal. Yeah. It was ugly. And was I, ugly. I wish right. I would have thought to figure out what the percentage was, but at one point, like they had only made like five of some and free throws. They didn't get to the, the line. Game as much as they normally would yeah. obviously because they're shooting an, a ridiculous amount right. of free pointers, but you're right. <laughs> and there were a lot of free throws where, um, it was missing both, which yeah. is not, you can't do that. You can't yeah. do that ever. So yeah, you're right. That was, Apparently if can. we were to, well, right. If we were to be nitpicky, that would be our, yeah. that would be our nitpick right there. Yeah. I bet I that Sorry, go they, prob they probably didn't play. They probably didn't practice today. But I bet if they practice tomorrow, they're going to be shooting for some free throws. I would imagine they're whenever they practice, they're going to be shooting a lot of free throws. <laughs> yes. 
And I'll just give the shout out to um, the Hilton Pad for women's basketball as well. It's interesting. My, I was talking to my dad on the phone and because uh, I went to the Iowa game for the women and the men. And he said, which crowd was more fun? And I said, well, the men's crowd is louder just because there's more people. But the women's crowd is angrier. Because yeah. I, think it's like a, I think it's those people who go to every women's game. They are diehards. They are completely loyal to the Iowa state women. They're not, they're not just people who casually yeah. walk into the women's game and man, they are, they let the referees hear it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, but you know, uh, we're very lucky to have a fan base who continually attends women's games. We're always ranked very high in national attendance. So shout out to the, the Hilton women's fans as well. Can't leave them out. Um, and then the women are done until January 3rd, we play West Virginia. Uh, so conference play starts for them after break too. So it's going to be a quick, uh, quick break and then jump right into it with conference play yeah, when things get definitely. real. I heard, um, TJ was talking to, I don't remember what it might've been the post game show after their game, but they were saying like, what do these guys do during the break? You know, you yeah. have some extended time off. And he was just talking about like, this is time for them to really focus on, one thing that they've not been doing well, be it like free throws or, you know, just jump shots or post moves or something like that. Like that they're really going to, it's, it's on them to kind of focus on that type of thing. And I, I don't know. I just thought that that was kind of cool. Like, like, giving them the responsibility a little bit. I mean, God bless Steve Prome for wanting to make men out of these guys, but like, this is how you do it. You know what I mean? You give them the opportunity to make decisions to better themselves. You don't make decisions for them them. that you think are going to better themselves. Right. And I think George Condit is a really good example of just seeing that, like, you know, I think, just the way he's responded and the way he's improved. Um, I think that's a perfect example of that working for sure. Um, I have a quick little fun fact for you about women's basketball. Yeah. Lay it on me. Okay, this is going to blow your mind. Are you ready? I'm so ready. ABC had its first NCAA women's basketball game last Saturday. ABC, ABC 2021. That was never had a women's basketball game. That's what Holly Rowe told us. That's bananas. Holly knows her bleep. I know. Okay. So here's the other part of it. And this part's cool. The the fact that it's 2021 and this is just happening is a problem, but the fact, (laughs) but it was UConn and UCLA. And obviously that was because they were supposed to have Paige Beckers, but still despite uh, Beckers not playing it, the, uh, average viewership or actually this was the highest viewership it was 839,000 people were watching at one point in time wow. it was the most viewed regular season game since 2017 on and that's obviously all networks um yeah and it's weird Elisa it's almost like if you put something on an accessible channel at an accessible time people will access it that's bananas isn't that crazy I don't even Who would have thought it never in not my us. Not never, us. never in my 26 years would I, <laughs> why did you laugh so hard at that? I don't know. Never in my 23 years would I think. Oh, oh it's going down. <laughs> That's weird. Speaking of watching, did you watch the live all national championship or were you one of 
people who was locked out on YouTube TV. Oh no, I did watch. I watched well. Okay. I watched the first and second, and then I watched the fifth. Okay, yeah, it was a. Uh, you, I know you saw it too, but it was neat to see people watching. Uh, like you logged into yeah. Twitter and you saw people were watching it too. And what was interesting to me was I saw a lot of people asking like, "Why don't we watch more volleyball or why don't we pay more attention to volleyball?" And I wanted to be like really like because it's not on tv on it's not on espn2 on a regular basis it's on big 10 network and and espn plus and again i'm thankful for espn plus it's allowed us to watch essentially every iowa state athletic event that exists now and we didn't have that access 10 years ago but it's the same thing when you don't put these national championship games on accessible channels you don't watch them but also like sometimes it is on and we have a roku and i'm looking through and i see like you know this team versus this team. And it's like, oh, that seems like an interesting men's basketball like matchup. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, is that is it volleyball? <laughs> like way down at the bottom, it says like NCAAV. And you're like, oh, and there's no like, there's no thumb, it's not a thumbprint. What is it? A thumbnail. thumbnail? There's like no yeah. thumbnail or anything. You can't tell what it is. Like, how hard is it to create a thumbnail for a game? Yeah. Or it's hard. And I just, it's, I mean, I know we're beating a dead horse here, but that's kind of what we're doing this podcast. I mean, that's the purpose of our podcast is when you don't make things easy for people, they're not going to do it. You might as well call this podcast the beat the dead horse podcast. (laughs) (laughs) People ask me why we call it title nine. And I'm always like, oh, it's this tongue in cheek thing. Yeah. Beat the dead horse podcast would probably be a better explanation. Beating dead horses. (laughs) Um, anyway, actually, right. along the same lines, yeah. I saw this tweet that said that according to Nielsen, 84% of general sports fans are interested in women's sports and 66% of the general population is interested in at least one women's sports. Wow. One women's sport. So that's like the Nielsen is yeah. are the people who, you know, vote on whatever they tell you what they're interested in. They fill out this like really long um questionnaire and then they they put together this report and they tell you you know like your nielsen ratings and everything like that and so according to basically like a tv census and it's it's pretty accurate 84 percent of people who call themselves sports fans are interested in women's sports that's great so that's that seemed like a good number a big number so uh how about we uh put more on right. i don't know idea yeah right i had some other random women's sports fan or sports um information that i found on the instagram the ncaa will now pay basketball officials for the women's tournament the same amount it pays officials for the men's Thought that that why was- were we not doing that before right um ucla sophomore raylan turner becomes the first student yes athlete to sign with nike the first of any gender it's a ucla soccer player and it's a female and i think this is so and did you see what her initiatives are Uh -uh. so she obviously she's in la she goes to ucla it sounds like nike are planning to put initiatives to encourage youth in los angeles to be more physically active yes which is really cool yes and nike is starting with her 
with all of their different um, sponsorships, they're going to have a part of it that includes um, connecting them back to their local communities. So I'm curious to see like how that ropes in, how that yeah. looks. It would be very cool for us to get a Nike athlete here. I think that that would be really interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, I think so too. Like and to I, follow that and see how they handle that. Yeah, and I, I just, I thought the same thing as you. I thought it was really neat and very in- uh, intentional for them to choose her first. So, yes. Yeah. Kudos to Nike for that. Yeah. I love it. Um, and the other thing that I saw that I thought that you would find really interesting, um, this was from like shot clock media, which I haven't heard of before. Um, but they tweeted this, um, from the CP Mustang news, whatever. So the benefit of male sports program is that they started decades before female programs and they've had a chance to build an audience and community around the team, which I think is very interesting. Like women's sports women's teams are infants compared to a lot of these men's teams and so it's like well we're expecting them to be you know at the same level and you know pulling the same audiences and all this kind of stuff when like they haven't had the opportunity to build up that following like if there was a brand new nfl team we wouldn't expect them to have the same amount of jersey sales as the packers or as the cowboys you know anything like that we wouldn't expect that for many years after they began their team we wouldn't expect i mean is it the la rams that like it's one of the new teams that all of their games are like away games at all of their home games are away games because there are more away fans, more visiting fans than there are home fans. I know that's been a problem for the Raiders because maybe that's Vegas. what it is. Yeah. And Vegas is a destination for a lot yeah. of fan bases. Yeah. Yeah. And so and every game that they play, there's more, vi- it's like an away game every time. And a, the perfect example of this is the dichotomy between the WNBA and the NBA. I mean, when you look at, um, I mean, the, the WNBA starting is a very clear memory in my mind. I mean, I'm 34 and I have this memory of, you know, in my middle school years going to my first WNBA game. That's not that, fa- that's not that long ago. Yeah. I mean, we joke about us being old, but truly it's that that's a baby league. Yeah. And you compare it to the history of the NBA. Um, and you're absolutely right. It, things take time. Um, and it's going to continue to take time and resources. And I, I think you're right to, to use a, you know, apples to apples comparison, especially when it comes to viewership is absolutely not fair uh, when it comes to, to comparing, for example, a league like the WNBA and the NBA. You're absolutely right. And it's important for us to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I thought that that was all kind of pertinent to the rants that we always go on. I totally agree with you. Um, can I mention one? It's not necessarily a rant. It's just something I, I'm a little concerned about. And then um, we'll go to the break and then we'll talk about the bowl game next week and then do our special surprises. Is that yeah. cool with you? Lay, lay okay. it out. Uh, I just uh, feel a little bit like the world is closing in with COVID. You know, the walls are closing in, I guess. And I feel like we're almost in a position where we were last year when we were trying to figure out how are these leagues going to proceed? You know, we've seen in the last week alone, so many postponements and cancellations in the NFL, the NBA and collegiate athletics. And I just, I'm nervous. And I know 
I know sports is a small piece of the world at large and there are very serious issues in the world at large. And I, I get that. I'm not trying to minimize that, but we love sports and this is a sports focused podcast. So that's what we're talking about. And I just worry that, um, either we're going to have to kind of reevaluate the rules, which the NFL just did with, um, asymptomatic and symptomatic testing when you're fully vaccinated, or we're going to really run into a situation where everything is just going to get halted for a while. And I don't think America is prepared for everything to get halted and for things to get fully shut down again. I just don't think we're ready for that. And I'm not even sure, um, people can fully like grasp it anymore. Yeah. And I just, I, you know, I worry, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. And I know uh, Bloom went into it with Jared on, on the, their podcast last night about how the NCAA um, you're not testing if you're fully vaccinated and you're asymptomatic, you're only testing if someone becomes symptomatic and, and then they do the large scale test. But I just, I don't know. I feel like we're kind of at a crossroads and it's going to be really interesting to see how these leagues respond and how the leadership responds. Yeah. I saw something that like made me laugh, but then also made me cry. It was like, when you realize that 2022 is 2022, like T-O-O. Yes. yes. Oh God. So, yeah, it's just a, it's kind of one of those things that just puts a little bit of a pit in my stomach because I, you know, we've said this a million times in our personal lives, but I thought we would be further along than this. And we are in a much better place, obviously, than we were a couple of years ago from a, um, you know, like vaccination standpoint and just having options standpoint. But it's just, uh, I really didn't expect on December 20th of 2021 to be talking about all of these cancellations and postponements so yeah. and pauses and it's just kind of a bummer but yeah you know um we figured it out before and hopefully hopefully we figure it out again yeah just don't go crazy buying toilet paper people please i cannot <laughs> eat i can't don't do that not. again <laughs> i cannot i cannot either i can't i'm not right, prepared let's... to cut my um my your squares paper towels into threes and use those as toilet paper i can't do it anymore i, I cannot can't. i saw a tweet it was like if we go back to that point i'm just gonna go straight to the drugs and alcohol phase of quarantine <laughs> just skip all the first parts and just go straight to the drugs and alcohol. i think that i am i don't know that i ever left that phase <laughs> Legal. Yes. All right. Let's take a quick break. Then we'll talk bowl game and give you our our presents. We are brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. All right, we're back. Let's talk bowl game, which I've been so focused on basketball. I kind of let the bowl game slip past <laughs> me. And Lisa was like, we should probably mention the fact that we're playing. <laughs> in <the bowl> game. <laughs> I mean, I feel like so everyone, I feel like everyone else is covering the bowl You're game. Right. You know what You're I right. mean? And it's like, I'm, I don't know. I'm not that pumped about it. And I wish I was because I Are love you these. About the Cheez-Its though? Oh, I love some Cheez-Its. Wait, has, have we recorded since um, yeah. Rosa hit her Cheez-Its? I think 
We have, but will you just tell it again oh, in case we you have? Well, I got a please. I got a text please. message from my mom saying, um, "Your daughter says that she hides snacks under your bed," <laughs> and so she's like, "You should probably check that out." My dad said, and I go and I find Cheez-Its and some water. And my dad was like, if I would have known that it was just Cheez-Its and it wasn't like sliced apples or like <laughs> some turkey or something, he's like, I probably wouldn't have ratted her out. He's like, I was just How worried. was you supposed to know? You could have had like expiring <laughs> lunch meat under your <laughs> I know. She's a big lunch meat girl too. She's also a big like take two bites of an apple and leave it somewhere. Oh, it's Nora. I hate it. Also, you're wasting a perfectly good apple. Yeah, an organic honey crisp apple. (laughs) And honey crisp apples are expensive. I know I've started buying pinata for the kids because they don't get the good shit. Sorry, (laughs) Jared. Hmm. Um, Okay, so yeah, uh, Rosa was hiding Cheez-Its under the bed. She was. For the Um, Cheez-It bowl for the cheese it bowl i did buy them because i was it was like right after we announced that it was the cheese it bowl and i was like mm, cheese it's so okay i think that you're right that the boys at cyclone fanatic have covered the bowl game extensively and they're going to continue to do so yes but i know you have opinions on reese deciding to opt out for the bowl game and i do you tell, you tell me yours and then i have a feeling okay. you probably fine. i mean for me it's like you're leaving a job that you loved and you got paid like say $20,000 a year for this job that you absolutely loved, which is the price of tuition about $20,000, $25,000 a year. It's just happens, um, happenstance. You didn't just happen. That, right? It just happens to be tuition is what they're being paid. They, they should be so honored to be getting as adults be getting paid $20,000 a year. Good God. Can you even believe how much they're making? Um, and so you're leaving this job and You've been paid ahead of time. So you're and they said, we'll pay you no matter what you will, you know, you'll continue to get your tuition paid. Um, But if you don't want to work these last two weeks, you don't have to. Yeah. Um, And you're about to go. Your new job is like a multi-million dollar job. And if something bad happens to you while you're working, then while you're working those optional two last right. weeks, by the way. Yeah. Then you don't get your new job and you have like, uh, and people are trying to hurt you at your, your old job that you love. Like people, that's their job is to hurt you. Like, and to stop what, you and knock yeah, you down. And, yeah. yeah. And, what, yes. Using any means possible. Like you, you would not stay those two weeks. People just like, it's, and I understand that it's considered this like brotherhood, but we've put, this we've put this like kind of weird well you've been here for two or three years you know don't you want to lay down your life for these other guys like don't you want to give up your entire livelihood for these guys and I I don't mean to be like oh well Iowa but like I haven't heard anybody say anything about Luca Garza in the last year since he's been playing in the NBA. And it was like, it was like Iowa was life for him and he was life for Iowa. And it was just like this brotherhood and we'll never, you know, we'll never part. We'll always be in love. And then he goes off to the NBA and everybody's just kind of like, 
Luca who? And it's they don't mean to, you know, no, they're not being mean about it. It's just not, like right. They're not, they're not um like dismissing him. Yeah. It's just out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. We've moved on to the to the next thing. And your and, and I, your larger point is that I and tell me if I'm wrong, that you know, like we put this emphasis, we ex, we have this expectation of them to give us everything, but then as soon as they leave, we're done with them. Right. Not that you're completely right. It's not an ill intention. We're done with you. It's just that every few years, the, the players shuffle through. They do. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I mean, David Montgomery was our everything. And then he left and we're following him. We love him. You yeah. know, with the bears, we love watching him. But now like now it's Brees Hall's the new hot thing. Right. And right. we will have a new hot thing. And it's not that we're not going to love Brees Hall. And it's not that he hasn't made these close relationships. I think that my point is that he doesn't really owe us yes. his life. Right. I yes. for these I totally three years that he's played here. Like and- he, like I, these guys, these young men don't owe their colleges their lives they just don't it's been three four years that's they're they're 22 they went to high school for the same like for longer yeah they went to elementary school for longer if they owe anybody anything it's their elementary school (laughs) you know what i mean yeah (laughs) like like and i don't I'm curious how you feel about this, because to me, there is a distinction between Brees leaving, you know, who is, he's not going to go in the first round, but he's going to be picked as the one of the, you know, the top one or two running backs in the draft. Yeah. To me, there's a difference between him and someone who is opting out, who isn't going to get drafted or even between Brees and someone who is opting out and is playing for something bigger than the cheese apple. And the person that comes to mind is Kenny, uh, Kenny Pickett from. Yeah. Pitt. So that's Pitt's quarterback. It's Pitt's first New Year's six bowl. And I, I understand, I think all of your logic also applies to Kenny Pickett. Okay. I do. But I also think you're the, as the quarterback, you are the, the leader of the team. You are truly the leader of the offense. The offense runs through you every single play. And I think there's a slight difference there for me just because more is on the line for Pitt, the, the entirety of the team and more is on the line because of you, because you're the quarterback. That being said, I, I don't necessarily, I'm not criticizing him for opting out of the bowl game. I just think to me, there's a small distinction there. Um, but he's also a Heisman candidate. Yeah. And, you know, so I, it, I'm, I, I feel like there's a little bit of a gray area there. I just think, I do think this is not black and white. I think yeah. this is a, I think there are probably different levels of this that I yeah. understand. Like Brees to me is a no brainer. If you're some, you know, especially as a running back, if you're some lineman who's not going to get drafted in some random bowl game, you know, like I'm also, I'm kind of like, well, why don't you just play, you know, yeah. and you have an opportunity to put your skills on display for, to make yourself a more valuable mm-hmm. uh, prospect. So it's, I, it's one of those things that's not black and white, but I totally agree with you on Brees. And I think your logic applies to truly anyone who decides not to play. I just think my reaction probably is different depending on the scenario, but and who, I am think, I, who am I to say what they choose? Yes, you know? And I think that there is a big difference between I would and you should in this yes, conversation. Yes, right. Like, I would play great period. End yeah. of sentence. Right. You should play. No, 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 no. Right. Like, right. No. And, and we don't know 
the circumstances of where these kids came from. We don't know, you know, why they're doing what they're doing. We don't know what their family's like. And I think, um, I think this year has probably been the most eye-opening for me in terms of how we are treating these athletes, these student athletes. So I'm way more, especially with coaches leaving mid-season. If if your coaches, if your coach can do it, if you're someone who criticized a coach leaving mid-season, then you cannot criticize a player for opting out of a bowl game. Just oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and if I see one more Gene Chizik criticizing this guys, the, these guys for opting out, I'm going to lose it. I You're going to throw it. away your Gene Chizik coin. I'm not even going to throw it away. I'm going to throw it at his head. <laughs> I'm going to catch it out for 12 cents. Yeah. But I do, you know, just like going full circle here. I hope this is kind of a swan song for these guys. I hope they go out there and just completely destroy Clemson. I don't think that'll happen. I think it's going to be a good <laughs> game, but, uh, you know, I hope we see, Brees or sorry, uh, uh, Brock Purdy play one of his best games. I, so, I hope we see Chase play a great game and Charlie and just all of our favorites. I, I just wish nothing but the best for them next week. Yeah. And I'm excited for Brees. Like I would love to see him oh, play yeah. obviously, of but course. I mean, and it's, it, I think too, for, for running backs, like you're, your lifetime is your shelf counted. life is much smaller. Your yeah, your lifetime is counted by carries. Yes. And if you have eight, ten carries in a bowl game, that's eight to ten less carries that you're going to have in your next step. I mean, not exactly, the- but for the no, most part. Right. And for Brees, you know, he has nothing left to prove. Yep. Everybody knows who he is and what he can do. And um, you know, so yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I'm not surprised by it and I'm with you. I wish him nothing but the best. Yeah. I have not a bad f- feeling in, in my bones for him. I just, yeah. I'm so glad he was a cyclone for me. Like he is a cyclone. He doesn't yes. owe the cyclones something. He is a cyclone forever for life. Yes. Yeah, totally agree. Um, just a quick shout out. We have a, our friend of the pod, Steve Kemp. Um, he's a huge Cyclone Fanatic supporter, a loyal supporter of everything we do at Cyclone Fanatic. He is going, um, down to Orlando and he throws one hell of a tailgate. And I think he's actually trying to raise some, some money for good causes while we're, while they're down there. So, um, if you are a part of the Cyclone Fanatic forums, I think he started a forum giving information about where his tailgate will be and when, and all the details. So be sure to check that out. We promised him we would give it a shout out. All right, Elisa, are you ready? ready present to our listeners <laughs> okay your, so if you have is yours serious well no i mean of course kind of. yours is gonna be all right serious. so to lay the groundwork okay last christmas which this this is weird for me because it feels like we just did this yeah but it also feels like 17 years ago yeah okay so last christmas elisa and i were trying to be sneaky and we happened to both rewrite was the night before Christmas to a cyclone theme. And we didn't realize it until like the night before we were supposed to record, but they ended up being perfect because mine was like sentimental and Elisa's was very funny. Yeah. So we were texting each other last night, Sunday night to kind of prepare for today. And Lisa said, did you write something? <laughs> or did no, you said, did you prepare a reading? Like we were in church. <laughs> <laughs> did you prepare a reading and i said yes did you and, and i said mine is from the first testament <laughs> mine is for the fourth Luke. testament <laughs> <laughs> it's from jacob 
<laughs> oh gosh, can you imagine? Okay. Uh, so anyway, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I mean, uh, um, I can you go pick. first. You want to go first? Yeah, sure. Okay, go. Um, My face is already red. Just why? <laughs> okay, well, I've prepared to you for you um, a uh, an original. Both lyrics and tune are original. I wrote them myself. And this song, Steph, you gotta put your hold on, hold on. video back on. Okay, sorry. Steph, turn I your video button. off. I didn't mean okay. to. I hit a button. Okay. Um, this is when, um, just this special time of year when football and men's and women's basketball and wrestling all are happening at the same time. And it's just a special time of year. So I've, again, written a unique, um, I wrote the lyrics and the tune for this. And I call it, on the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. On the, on the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Oh, I started a little early. I started a little high there. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be able to get through this. I can't even look at it without laughing. I'm gonna be able to get through this. Maybe I should turn my camera off again. Okay. It's okay, such deep a, breaths. Okay. Is- I don't want to sing the whole thing, but I'll give you a little idea, and then I'll start at okay. the top. I'll start at the okay. end and bring it all down. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <sighs> and I knew what you meant because um, this is an original song, of la, course. La 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 la. On the first day of Christmas, my true love said to me. Oh, Maggie Espen Miller McGraw on the second day of Christmas. My true love gave to me two Charlie Colors and a Maggie Espen Miller McGraw on the third day of Christmas. I'm going to speed it up. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three cheese bowls, two Charlie Colors, and a Maggie Espen Miller McGraw. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four like four Caleb Grills, three cheese bowls, two Charlie Colors, and a Maggie Espen Miller Mocha. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five Matt Campbells. <laughs> Four Caleb Grills, three cheese bowls, two Charlie Colors, and a Maggie Espen Miller On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six Maddie Fredericks, five Matt Campbells, four Caleb Grills, three cheese bowls, two Charlie Colors, and a Maggie Espen Miller McGraw. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven Brocks of throwing, six Maggie Fredericks. <laughs> Five, Matt, five, Matt Campbell, four, Caleb Gross, three, Cheese Bullers, two, Charlie Coles, and a Maggie Espen Miller McGraw on the eighth day of Christmas. My true love gave to I'm just doing the whole thing. My true love gave to me eight, Breeze's Rushing, seven, Brock's of Throwing, six, Maggie Fredericks, five, Matt Campbell's, four, no, wait, five. Five Matt Campbells. Campbells. Four Caleb Grills. Three Bulls, Two Charlie Colors. And a Maggie Espen Miller. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me nine Jones's sisters. Eight Breeze's running, rushing. Seven Brocks are throwing. Six Maddie Fredericks. 
Five Magnus Four Caleb Grills. Three Cheese Bowls. Two Charlie Coles. And a Maggie Espen Miller McGraw on the. This is a hard one. On the 10th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me 10 Anarunas. Ooh, nailed it. You have to do it two more times. Thank you. Yep. That's why I put them at the end. Eight versus rushing, seven Brocks of throwing, six Maddie Frederick, five Matt Campbell. Ooh, I like the vibrato on that one. Four Caleb Gross, three Cheese Bulls, two Charlie Kohler, and a Maggie Espen Miller McGraw on the 11th day of Christmas. My true love gave to me 11 David Cars, 10 nice. Arunas. Nine Jones's sisters, eight Breeze's rushing, seven Brock's of throwing, six Maddie Fedricks, not five <laughs> Matt Campbell's. Am I getting higher? Goodness gracious! I think four, are. four What is it called when you okay? Four up and up. Yeah, three cheese balls, two Charlie Coles, and I, I guess the Melaraga on the finale. Twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. 12 Tyrese Hunters, 11 David Cars, 10 Anna Runyas, 9 Jones's Sisters, 8 Breeze's Rushing, 7 Brock's of Throwing, 6 Maddie Fredericks, 5 Mott 4 Caleb Grills, 3 Cheese Bowls, 2 Charlie Colors, and a Maggie Espen Miller McGraw. Thank you. Thank that you. That was impressive. Thank you. Do you need a drink of water after that? Well, it's gone. Well, this is a problem. Do you sing well, professionally? A little ASMR there. <laughs> Do I sing professionally? Um, yeah, at my church in front of about six people. <laughs> well, I have breaking news for you. You just sang in front of a whole lot more, sister. <laughs> That's okay. Maybe this is your big break. It could be. It could be. I'm very proud of you. I'm very impressed. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. You ready for mine? Yeah, I'm so ready. Okay. So, so this is an, this is going to be an annual tradition. I'm rewriting towards the week, towards the night before Christmas every year. Okay. (laughs) Are you ready? I'm going to do something just absolutely ridiculous every year. So. That was absolutely ridiculous. And you sang all 12 verses. <laughs> I did. I really got into it at the end. You did. You had like an opera point here. Like I know. And I just kept getting higher and higher. It felt <laughs> You're like. a jack of all trades. I am. Right, Master of absolutely none. Yes, go ahead. Okay, let me clear my throat. <clears throat> here we go. Twas the, the week of, of Christmas. In the key of C. <laughs> Twas the week of Christmas when all through the land, Cyclone fans were celebrating successes unplanned. Coach Otts had been hired by JP with care in hopes that victory soon would be there. Two wins the season prior filled the fan base with dread, but now new visions of Hilton magic danced in their heads. The magic, however, had nearly been killed, so we settled our hearts for a long rebuild. When out in Brooklyn, the team caused such a clatter that the media sprang up to see what was the matter. Onto the scene, the Cyclones flew like a flash. They won the damn tournament and turned Penny's team to ash. 
The trophy hoisted high by the newly hired coach gave championship luster to his defensive approach. When what to our wandering eyes should appear, but a Cyhawk victory, an ass-kicking to be clear. <laughs> that we both sworn. Yes, it's right. Beep. <laughs> Overwhelmed with gratitude, Ots began to cry. We knew in a moment this must be our guy. Playing harder than we've seen in years, his players, they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Jazz, now George, now Tyrese and Trey, on Tristan, on Caleb, on Isaiah and Gabe. To the end of the shot clock, die for the ball. Defense, boys, defense. Defense, but above all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they jump for a rebound, mount to the sky. Up in the rankings, the team they went. With any luck at all, they're not done yet. And then in a twinkling, we had more to applaud because also in the top 15 is the women's squad. As football season, as the football season ended and the coaching carousel went round into our hearts, these teams came with a bound. Ots dressed in a polo, his arms looking swole, his bicep nearly too big for the hole. <laughs> wow. Built more casual. <laughs> <laughs> Bill more casual in sweats with no dazzle, looking like a veteran ready for battle. Otz's eyes, how they glare, his, his stare, how scary. Bill's cheeks red with anger, his nose like a cherry. Otz's droll little mouth never drawn up like a bow, the hair on Bill's head as white as the snow. Clipboards they each held tight in their hands, their intensity palpable to fans in the stands. Neither of them laughed. They're too busy yelling. So there's nothing to shake like a bowl full of jelly. They're fierce and extreme, two angry old elves. And sometimes I laugh when I see them in spite of myself. But smiles from their staffs and hugs from their team give us to know they're not as tough as they seem. They don't mess around. They go straight to work. Not until the presser do they let out their smirks. And standing on the sidelines with their hands on their hips, they give opponents their all, even the blue chips. They sprang into Hilton, their teams gave a, to their teams gave a whistle, and to the doubters they gave a middle finger dismissal. But I heard them exclaim ere they walked out of sight, Happy Christmas, Cyclone Nation, and to all, a good night. Oh my gosh, my face hurts from smiling. <laughs> Can you repeat the something about being too His big arm? for the hole? <laughs> What was that part? Just, just wearing it back to that whole okay. okay. I was hoping you'd laugh at that part. Ots dressed in a polo, his arms looking swole, his biceps nearly too big for the hole. Wow. We're going to have to give this podcast like a not safe for work. This is not safe for work. Uh, what I'm talking about the armhole for his polo. N- what are you S- talking about? NSFW, not safe for work. So, anyway, what are your Christmas plans? Oh, you're gonna make some uh cinnamon rolls or pancakes or hoe cakes or egg casserole or anything. Or you know I'm about to make a hoe cake. I don't even know what that is, but that's funny. Um, I don't know. I bought a spiral ham today. Good for you. <laughs>
<laughs> Can we recover at this point or should we just be done? No. <laughs> I'm glad I went first because he's going to have to cut that whole part out. No, he's not. He's leaving it in because there's nothing wrong with it. We're talking about the sleeves to his polo. And if you have a problem with that, that's on you. Okay. 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 <laughs> Your voice okay. cracked when you said, Your voice okay. cracked. Okay. Anyway. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> you're a whole cake. <laughs> what <are> you? <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. All right. All right. So here's the deal. When we come back, you... somebody had a t shirt that said, I saw a t shirt. I shouldn't say this. At this point, what does it matter? <laughs> somebody had a t shirt. On the other day that said Santa's favorite hoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Okay. All right. Anyway, when we come yeah, back and later, 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 we're going to do our uh, <laughs> always anticipated um, New Year's resolution episode because yeah. Elisa's very good at setting goals. I'm going to so tell you how you to go. set some goals with a Z. <laughs> And we're gonna talk oh, about we can talk about our goals for 2021 and just laugh. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> All right, everybody. I hope you have a fantastic Christmas and uh, holiday break here in the next couple of weeks. And this I hope you didn't get fired you. for listening to this at work. Well, you should know better by now. That's all I have to say about that. You gotta wear headphones, y'all. Y'all. Okay, let's go win ourselves a cheese it bowl and break into the top 10 for both men's and women. Stay in the top 10 for men's, break in the top 10 for women's. Let's do it. All right, go Cyclones. Go State.